Salam listeners and welcome to Salam radio show. I'm your host Marushti. Uh, on this show we have a really inspiring guest. Uh, she's been an undercover hero in our community and she's from a Moroccan-Lebanese background. Uh, she is the owner of Moroccan Soupar and her name is Hana Asafiri. This show is actually led by no one other than Lokman. Uh, he will be chatting to Hannah at the start and then uh, playing a really, really relaxing, uh, ambient kind of set on Middle Eastern and North African uh, music. And then in the middle, he will play another segment of his interview with Hannah and continue playing some gems from the Middle East and North Africa. So stay tuned. Salam. Thank you for tuning into Salam Radio Show on 3CR 855am. My name is Lukman and I'll be the host of today's show where we have a very special guest with us. She is a big agitator for social change. She is the founder and custodian of Moroccan Soupa. We're speaking about the one and only Hannah Asafiri. And in our chat, we'll be touching on her journey since opening Moroccan Soupa in 1998 and a little bit uh, about how we as a community can look to come together in this current time. We'll also be playing some music, uh, Arabic jazz and synth pop uh, all coming later in the show. But before that, let's go to our interview with Hannah. This is her speaking about uh, establishing Moroccan Soupa 23 years ago. So, look, where, um, I mean, from the very outset, I guess, 23-ish years ago, mm. um, we were in establishing the then Moroccan Super, which, you know, fast forward 23 years became an institution. It was founded on a number of unapologetic values and offered up to a community without knowing whether people will resonate with its vision, uh, with its values, with, with our principles, with who we are and what we're trying to do, but very much founded on the betterment of society, caring for those less fortunate, um, uh, advocating social justice causes, no matter where they be, and looking at social and community justice as a perspective rather than as a cause-specific, um, uh, I guess, aspect. And with that, with an absolute focus on the plight and the status of women. Now, all those things mixed in together um, created or established a model back then called the Moroccan Super. And it wasn't founded in any way on any convention. So hospitality existed back then with a business plan and People measured success through the bottom line and making money and, and a whole host of, um, you know, criteria. For mm -hmm. us, uh, our criteria was had no reference um, other than circuit-breaking disadvantage for women through employment. Um, our reference was our stubborn conviction in the belief in a better world, yeah. um, caring for the climate, 
um, as an absolute central part of um, how we did business and with equally the third kind of foundational principle was truth-telling and advocacy for righting the wrongs where we find ourselves being on lands whose very history um, has been founded on uh, the wrongful uh, responses to First Nations people and colonisation and that we felt no matter our causes, we also have a responsibility in that space. So those things came together and formed the very foundation of what was then the Moroccan super and its expression through food. So we used food and hospitality completely unconventionally and thankfully um, we had a whole community which grew and grew and uh, generously embraced our vision. And I think those values now uh, we find in the absence of government instruction or vision from, um, from governments across the globe, I've got to say, mm. that, that those values are more important than the preservation of local communities and looking after those that are more vulnerable and strengthening and building bridges across those that are marginalised, um, I guess, for me, is the way we're going to come out of this pandemic, if we are at all. So um, when I say being guided back by, we've had to revisit what those values mean, if they still stand, and if they do, it is now that they are important, not just in theory and rhetoric and you know, in conference settings, but they are important when you can enact them in a crisis. Of course, you've been strong in your conviction since you um, founded Moroccan Super over, over or close to 23 years ago. Have mm -hmm. you have you seen, you know, I'm, I'm hesitant to ask this question because uh, the on some level, the type of progress we're talking about, uh, it, it seems difficult to to measure it. Um, but my question really is, is, you know, within that time, how, how far have we really come? Well, I think, um, although things are not tangible necessarily or measurable, quantifiable in that way, they are at the same time. I think you can see, and there's immediate, um, noticeability and immediate gratification when you see somebody who or people who come in through the establishment and have an experience and walk out a little changed, a little more curious, a little less judgmental. Um, so that was experienced daily and nightly and reaffirmed for us um, every single day at the Moroccan Super at the same time in terms of societal attitude. So on an individual level, yes, you saw, and, and the changes were palpable, you, they were tangible. You, you would see people start by shifting uncomfortably, coming in and curiously coming into a place and walking out um, absolutely elated at the experience they've just had and curious further um, and wanting to know more and being part of, I think what, um, what feels better as an expression in business. So nobody came into, or very few people rather, came into the Moroccan super and felt like they just went into any other establishment. Everyone who came in felt that they had 
a bizarre experience, an amazing <laughs> experience and everything in between that they had an experience that they weren't expecting, but it was something that left them a little changed when they left. Mm. So um, with that, I guess for us, it was an affirmation and a reaffirmation that um, what we were offering up was something that was, um, which resonated with people. And, and you know, we, in all honesty, we um, weren't polished uh, 23 years ago in our delivery. And yeah. um, our, our quest was to offer and provide employment and empowerment through employment to women who, um, whose social conditioning was kitchens and food and cooking and preparation. And in, through that conditioning, that was used as a means to demean women and control and put them down. And we wanted to turn that into a means of empowerment and enabling women. So it's not that we polished, you know, um, up to a standard and and uh, delivered and expressed hospitality, you know, in a fine dining manner. But with that said, I think the honesty with which we delivered hospitality, you know, meant at times that we accidentally may have tipped some mint tea on somebody and, <laughs> um, and you know, our... Until, until we established and developed, you know, through years and fine-tuned and honed in mm. on some of those skill sets. But, um, but with that, I think, you know, uh, a community was really generous and forgiving because it had an appetite for something better and something different. And I think for us, the more we were accepted, the more we gave tenfold. Look, for, for my, I mean, I've been on this uh, planet over 50 years <laughs> and uh, judgment rarely, rarely, rarely uh, changes anybody. Uh, punishment rarely changes people. An invitation for better uh, often is the most, but you need to be able to, to endure and, and not be so sensitive about, you know, there, there will be times where people will be offensive, they will say the wrong thing, they will, um, but that is part of the process of inviting people to consider a, a, an alternative to their views and opinions. And I hope we always continue, no matter how difficult things get, to invite people to consider a better world. That was Hannah Esafiri from Moroccan Soup Bar speaking. Uh, we're now going to take a little break from the interview. We've got some music coming. The first track that you're going to hear is by Ghalia Benali with her song Prabhu. I hope you are having a lovely Sunday while you're tuned into 3CR 855 AM.
سلام لجواب يا عز حبيب ايه هالاسباب عن عيني تغيب لسلام لجواب يا عز حبيب ايه هالاسباب عن عيني تغيب
So, here you are, too foreign for home, too foreign for here, never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo, Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced by Yan. It's Dr. Mark Winnetong here. Coronavirus has certainly changed the way we live, work and connect. These changes can be hard for some of us and can make us feel no good in our head or spirit, like sad or worried all the time. Some of us might already be dealing with other things like sickness, trauma, and this can make it really hard for us to feel good about anything at the moment. If you're feeling like this, remember, it's okay to ask for help. Have a yarn to someone you trust, like your family or an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander health worker. You can also call Beyond Blue, Lifeline or the Kids Helpline to talk to someone or look at some helpful information at headtohealth.gov.au on the internet. A 3CR supporter. Welcome back. You are listening to Salam on 3CR Radio 855am with Lukman. The last few songs played were Prabhu by Ghalia Banali. The Astounding Eyes of Rita by Anwar Ibrahim, some Egyptian jazz with Cleopatra by Salah Agab, and then finally Hamza El Din with his song Greetings. Earlier in the show, we were speaking with Hannah Asafiri, touching on her experience in running Moroccan Supa. I'd like to return to the second part of that interview where I had just asked her what her vision is for us as a community. Now, for me, the vision is, um, I know they sound like abstract values, but they are local, they are community, they are uh, truth-telling and the mm. preservation of facts. They are an invitation for better, not a judgment. Um, and that we, as a, as a humanity, as a society, as you have to have that global vision, but enact it locally and recognize that the fault line at the moment and underneath all this noise and chatter, there is a fault line, in my view, in my humble opinion. Mm -hmm. And that fault line is about, do you want the world to snap back to its systematic inequality, to its institutional inequality, where we're still tussling for gender equity, for... um, uh, immigration, for human rights around asylum seekers, for climate deniers, for that. Do you want that? Or do you want a vision of a world where together we can afford dignity and respect to every single individual, no matter who you be, gay, straight, man, woman, black, white, tall, short, whatever. And in doing so, we afford responsibility to privilege. It's not a judgment to say you're white, It's an invitation to lean into the responsibility that comes with being white or with being a woman or with being um, relatively better off than others. Everybody is relatively more privileged to somebody else. Moving beyond and finessing the categories rather than being stuck in 
um, social justice as cause specific, looking at social justice as a perspective and looking to a vision of a world that is about our plurality, that is about uh, responsibility and not shying away from that, that is about recognising that freedom of speech has limitations, our freedoms absolutely have to be regulated for the betterment of the collective whole. This is not, there is no absolute freedom anywhere in the world. Um, and all those kind of nonsense conversations need to be reined in. Because when you don't rein in bigotry and hate, when you don't rein in uh, xenophobia, then we've seen what happens in the past. We've seen what happens when you give legitimacy to bigotry and hate and, and uh, you know, we've seen that expression and we don't want to go back there. And I think the hope is if we look back to history, human beings are amazing. It's time for creativity. It's time for, uh, you know, the, the most, <laughs> the weirdest of concepts um, can be expressed now. Now's the time to, for the betterment of our expression and, and the most outlandish, let's, let's get behind it. Um, I, I think uh, very much, I think the crime in all of this is the, the repeated signalling and messaging by media and creating uh, falsehoods and disinformation and misinformation. That is the biggest crime of the century. It's not people. People are decent and we need to be able to offer up and invite them to be decent once more. Powerful words from Hannah Asifiri. We've got Yusuf Latif, like it is, playing next, and some synth pop coming up with Abdul Al Amari and Tu Ard. So stay tuned on 3CR 855 AM.
You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855am. You just heard Ahmed Fakroun, Yossan Sahrain. Before that we played El Arbi by Khalid, Al Gharoub by Abdul Al Omari. And then the first song that we played was uh, Like It Is by Yusuf Latif. Sincere thanks to Hannah Safiri for speaking with us. Check out Moroccan Supa on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, you know the website too. Uh, she is constantly doing great work for the community. Check us out too on Facebook and Mixcloud under the name Salam Radio Show. 
We will be back next week, of course, for another program of Salam Radio. Until then, I've got just one more song to play. It is Open Sesame by Tuard. Have a lovely Sunday. Yeah, but if I say, yeah, 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 yeah,